Hello and welcome to the Irish Arsenal Gunner podcast. It's Tuesday the 9th of November. I'm your host, Gilesy, as always. I'm joined by my resident guests and um, Arsenal season ticket holders, Sean Mania and Eamon Donnelly. How are you, lads? Too bad, Johnny. Hello. Ah, uh, evening, Jonathan. There's like the, uh, the land of the time lords here with Dr. Hill. It's changing time every week there. There's only about time for a Bacardi and Coke. <laughs> as John said to me, if it gets any earlier, we'll be here live for the match. Yeah. <laughs> Just like to say before we start the show that uh, you can catch our show as of tonight and from our previous two episodes on Spotify um, and also on SoundCloud. Dot com. Just search Irish Arsenal Gunner Podcast and we'll come into both um, search engines on Spotify and SoundCloud. So um, it just gives us a bit more exposure and uh, another outlet for um, Arsenal fans to catch us on. On tonight's show, we'll be reviewing our 1-0 home success to Watford. Um, we'll also be reviewing the first 11 games of the season as it's the international break. And next week, we have a special show for our away game to Liverpool, which is on November the 20th. Um, so we'll be reviewing that one next week and also um, to be a special top five from all our guests to, from previous matches at Anfield. So that should be interesting as well. John there is um, wrecking his brain to get to his top five. In. <laughs> uh, and we'll also be joined by Thomas Bodegaard uh, of the Arsenal Danish Supporters Club uh, next Tuesday. So that should be um, interesting as well. So we kick on um, to our 1-0 success against Watford uh, on s- Sunday. It was Mikel Arteta's 100 game in charge, and that's gone ridiculously fast. I think it was December 19 he took over, so that was, it's been mad. It's been a whirlwind for him. Um, and it started off quite brightly. Uh, Saka had a, a goal offside after six minutes. Um, when you look back on the replay, he was offside, but... He took his goal very well, and it was good build-up play as well. Um, it was it was quite enough up to about the half hour mark where um, a, a foul by Danny Rose he clattered Lacazette over. Um, how he didn't get a red, if not a yellow, at least I don't know. But um, Aubameyang had his penalty saved by Ben Foster, who was making his five hundred career appearance. He had a an outstanding game, in my opinion, Foster and kept the scoreline down. It could have been at least three or four nil, in my opinion. Um, on the forty-minute mark, uh, Yearly Kuka had a shot nearly wide. He'd later on, to, he'd go on later on to be sent off for two um, pretty bad challenges on Lacazette Force and Nuno Tavares, who I thought had a good good game with um, Tommy Yasu. Uh, the other fallback full, for us. Uh, just right at the end of the first half, Gabriel had a header which was well saved by Ben Foster. Uh, Lekonga had a good strike in the second minute in the second half. On the 56 minute mark, Smith Rowe to goal. Great play by Ben White to drive into the box. Uh, and it fell to Smith Rowe nicely to have a rifle finish low into Foster's right hand corner. Um, the next note would have been the 73rd minute. Odegaard had a goal disallowed. It would have been probably allowed. I think we both agree. Um, but except for Aubameyang, he was in an offside position, tapped it in, and that's how that was offside. The 86th minute, uh, long ball by Danny Rose down the line. 
uh, Ben White left it for Ramsdale, but he misjudged it and we got away with it. Josh King hit the side net and that was the only thing of falls of Ramsdale with another, another solid afternoon. Um, and then in the 94th minute, the long range strike by Lukonga was beaten away by Foster. But um, a thing to note before I go on to John Force, uh, Ranny Early was moaning about our fourth goal when Danny Rose kicked it out of play and we didn't give the ball back. But I didn't see anything really wrong with that. You know, like the play had gone on a good minute after what happened. So I think that the goal sh- thankfully did stand. And I don't know where Ranny Early's really coming from. I think he just had a hump. But all in all, in my opinion, a good 1-0 victory at home and we're in fifth position with 20 points, so onwards from here. Uh, John, what was your take on the match? Um, well, because of work, I only got to see the second half live. Um, I have managed to see the highlights of the fourth half since then. <coughs> I was talking to him at half-time and he made the point that if Aubameyang had had his shooting boots on, we'd have been two at the upper half-time. And having seen the highlights of the second half, I see where he's coming from. It wasn't a great penalty when he took it. Um, his first touch, which resulted in the disallowed goal for Saka, was atrocious. Whereas normally you'd expect him to take that one touch bang goal. It was a horrendous first touch. But once again, we started off quick. We came out with the blocks quick. We pushed them back and um, we put them under pressure. We just didn't get the goal this time, even though we did create chances. Um, the goal, when it came, I think it was coming. I think we were the better side. I think it was. There's, there's no doubt we deserved the victory. Um, great display in the midfield by Lekonga and Maitland-Niles. Yeah. I thought he ran the game. We spoke last week about just how physical and how quick this Watford team is. Uh, after we scored, I think we eased off a little bit and they got a little bit more possession. They never really looked like doing much with it, but I thought the two boys in midfield were excellent. Um Lacazette, again, ran himself into the ground. Aubameyang, I think, he's put a huge shift in Aubameyang. Yeah. I know we criticise him not putting the ball in the back of the net, especially <laughs> yesterday. But he's putting a huge shift in. He's, I think he's, I can't fault him on that. Um, Smith-Rowe, superb finish with the goal. Um, Ranieri complaining. <sighs> the number of times things like that have happened to Arsenal, we've been told to shut up and play to the whistle. Yeah. Yeah. To him and anyone else, shut up and play to the whistle. Yeah. yeah, the man wasn't even injured. He was up and running around with somebody scored. So yeah. you can't, I can't really yeah. argue. Well, now that I might come back to haunt me in a couple of weeks' time, and I'll be <laughs> spitting blood over it. But the man, I was actually quite happy to see the, the team showing a, a bit of a ruthless side. You know, the hell with this. We want the goal. They're not going to be nice. We're going to try and get this goal. So I, I'm quite happy with that side of things. And um, yeah, good win going into the international break. And considering where we were. Before the last international break, far healthier position. So uh, let's keep it going. Yeah, two points off Liverpool and six points off the top. Um, uh, it's been yeah. some turnaround, all right, and bigger test do lie ahead. But it's it's great it's great momentum going into the Liverpool match. Amy, what was your take on the match? Well, the first thing I'd say is, if that game had been last season, we wouldn't have won it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I go back to the Brentford game and I quickly made my mind up about Brentford. Uh, romantic and all as it was that they're in the Premier League, that they're a bunch of clubbers. And they clubbed us off the pitch that night. Now, I know we had COVID issues and fellas were had to get the bus to the game and all that type of thing. 
But Watford tried to clog us off the park and we weren't up for it. We weren't up to be rolled over in that way. So that was very pleasing. Um, again, like John, I'm glad that we put a little bit of a hard-nosed edge into it. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, for too long we've been watching the match of the day pundits saying, oh, well, it wasn't really fair on Arsenal, but they're naive. Oh, look at this, they're naive there, they're naive. No, we weren't naive on, on, on Sunday. Um, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the way Ranieri uh, had his team systematically clogging us, well, he can go and do one as far as that uh, complaint is concerned. Um, the guy was feigning injury in the first place. Uh, Danny Rose, uh, who's carrying about a stone, I'd say he is much of a ball out of play because he was blown like a sail uh, as anything else. And I don't see uh, why. That's not the reason why you stop the game and put the ball out. You know, yeah. it's just because one of your players is, yeah. you know, that's yeah. nonsense. So uh, I was delighted from that point of view. Uh, I'm really liking the Ben White and Gabriel uh, hard edge at the back. Um, I've spoken about uh, Tommy Asiu and doing the basics of defending well. Um, but like John, I think um, the axes and foundation for winning the game was the shift put in by uh, Maitland-Niles and Lakonga. Uh, Lakonga had one slight aberration in the first half when he got dispossessed, uh, but he was superb. I thought Maitland-Niles was uh, the Ainsley that we hoped he would become if his attitude was right. And it was very interesting to hear Arteta talk about Maitland-Niles saying that he was a very intelligent boy, a really, really intelligent boy. Sometimes those people are the worst type to try and take direction, you know, um, because, you know, that they probably have other ideas. I think what he's done now is he's realised he's here. He may be here for one year or two years, I don't know, but he's here and he's going to give his absolute best shot to be a big part of the team. And he's been rewarded uh, with, with minutes as they say nowadays, and uh, he he was really really good. Um, so apart from the the the, the uh, I notice you're not singing Aaron Ramsdale is the best goalkeeper in the world tune. Uh, apart from one aberration <laughs> from Aaron Ramsdale, which I, I want to talk about specifically, um, because it was a very rash decision that could have cost us points. Yeah, but what I loved was the reaction between him and White when it was done. It was I know I did wrong. Yeah. You know, let's just refocus and regather. And his head didn't go into a spin, and there was no looking to blame each other. And uh, I, I think there's a sense of unity in this team, and um, that will obviously be dismantled in the first five minutes and happen. No, uh, I think there's a sense of unity in the team. The other <laughs> thing is, um, I don't know what Kevin Friend was at. Um, uh, you know, friend of ours because uh, it's just look, we had, we had six fouls in the whole game, and we got oh, four no. yellow cards. Six six fouls. Six fouls. And we got four yellow cards. They had 19 fouls and they got three. Uh, you know, bizarre. What was so your anyway. take on the Danny Rose uh, where he clattered, like I said, in the box, not getting even a card? Like, he, he was he was making stupid, I'd say stupid tackles, but him being an ex-sports player, I'd say deliberate tackles to get injured at one of ours. Do you think he should have been sent off in that match, lads? I think he did enough fouls to be sent off. But the one, the, yeah. one, the one thing that I kind of uh, uh, looked at was how long did it take him to give the bloody penalty? I mean, yeah. he yeah, didn't yeah. point straight away. Uh, I don't, I don't know what 
I don't know whether they got somebody in his ear saying, Jesus, Kevin, that's, you know, before it even goes to VAR, yeah. don't make a complete arse of yourself here. <laughs> you know, it seemed to be because if you look at it again, he doesn't point to the spot. Yeah, no. he's actually he's actually saying it's not a penalty. I think he had to be told to double up, double back a bit. Yeah, like it, it was blatant. Uh, it, was, it was it was the most blatant penalty I ever saw because he went in with his elbow and clattered him in the back of the neck, which could have been even more serious. Like I said, actually got away quite lightly with not being seriously injured. I, Danny Rose is just a dirty player. He really is. He's just well, he's a scumbag. carrying weight, you see. He's, he's carrying weight and he's blown like a sail. So, yeah. you know, yeah. he, Danny Rose was always quick, busy, quick, busy, you know. But finally, the other thing I'd say, um, and I agree with John, Aubameyang was abysmal in terms of his finishing. And he was just, his immersion switch was on sync rather than bat. But, by God, he's, I'll tell you what, we're winning the ball. <laughs> we're winning the ball back a lot, hungrier and more urgent. And that starts with him. He's yeah, putting yeah. tremendous pressure. Yeah, uh, he is on, pretty uh, uh, and, and as for Nuno Tavares uh, putting pressure on it, he was like Flojo going up and down the wing, you know. So um, yeah, uh, look, I mean, it was it was a scratchy enough win, but um, a win nonetheless, and uh, we were very um, very pleased with it, you know. I t- yeah, I was very pleased with the, the, the back li- the back line as a whole. We looked very really solid. Watford didn't test as much, but. Ramsey came out for a cross at the end after he made that howler uh, by mis- misjudging it. I, I don't know, I think Brian White should have probably cleared it himself, being honest, and that leave it for Ramsey. I don't know whether he got a call from Ramsey, but he, he made a great catch from a cross and he did redeem himself. And he's very quick at um, reacting. I know we like, we, we don't, don't, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Don't be trying to be the twisty one here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we like Ramsdale. He's done very well. Um, I, I can see Bernd Leno in for Liverpool. <laughs> we, got, we got um we got away we got away with them. You know? No, we did. Yeah, if there was any other striker, we probably would have been punished. But look, he he, he learned from that, you know, and like he hasn't put a foot wrong since he's come in since September the eleventh. So, look, he's due. He's allowed one of them. Uh, hopefully, not many of them against Liverpool. Um, who um stood out for you, John, in that match from what you saw of? the match he was your standout player um, Maitland Niles I thought he was excellent in the midfield I mean I, yeah. I, I, talking about this time last year we would have lost that game but I think this time last year the party's out we probably would have played a Lenny mm. so point of a brave decision I know he's got some minutes over the last few weeks but uh, another stat we were looking at um, Maitland Niles is 24 he's the third at 24 years of age he's the third oldest Arsenal player on the pitch on Saturday Jeez. At 24 years of age. Eamon, as obviously said in previous weeks, we've got the youngest squad in the Premier League at the moment. That'll just tell you just how young we are. Yeah. Uh, and he has had difficult issues. He has, he's had, you know, what we assume were disciplinary issues or not being able to focus, not wanting to, you know, throw a strap, not wanting to play a fullback. But um, this was a reminder to anyone who had forgotten just how good this kid could be in midfield. So... If he's getting his head together, he's a player. He's yeah. definitely a player. Um, so um, I was delighted to see him get man of the match. Um, I was delighted to see him start. And uh, I hope it, I hope it continues. Um, as Eamon said earlier, this is the maintenance Niles we all hoped to see over the last five or six years. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe he won't be going anywhere next summer. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. actually really glad he's dead, actually, because... He put in a good shift there on Sunday. You know, he put his head down and he's 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 um buying into Arteta's 
for the rest of you now, you know. Yeah. Definitely need to be refocused. Yeah, refocus is the word, John, yeah. Uh, Eamon, who was first hand to player on the day? Well, um, I, because John has picked Maitland Niles, I'll just to, just to vary it up a bit, I'll, I'll, I'll go a bit different. Maitland Niles was excellent. And what I like about him and Lekonga, uh, and it's something I've been like a, a broken record on, they get torn. Yeah. You know, they get torn in the middle of the pitch. Uh, and, and, and that opens up a lot in front of you. But I'm actually going to give the man of the match to Bukai Osaka because... He really looked energetic. He murdered. He torched uh, Danny Rose. Danny Rose, as I said, you know, he 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 looked like an old man uh, yeah, against Saka. Saka absolutely torched him, you know, and it was great because Saka has looked tired for a lot of the season. So I was delighted to see that he he looked he looked energized, um, and and he gave he gave it everything, uh, and you know. If you look at the Odegaard goal, that Jesus, like, I don't know what about me I was trying to do, but if you look at the Odegaard goal, <laughs> if you look at the Smith Rowe chance, you know, all of that damage was coming down the right hand side by Saka. So I'm going to yeah. give it to him. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably give it to um, Gabriel myself. I thought he led the backline quite well. You know, it's, I thought, I found very little faults actually with the 11 being honest. You know, there's very little I saw. Wrong, you know, not many made mistakes there. It's it's a great eleven we have there at the moment. It's just keep keeping them all fifth for the season. But like fifth position with twenty points, like if you said that was at the end of August, we probably would have laughed. You know, like we've come up against their tests with Brighton and Leicester there in the last uh, few weeks, and the, the way the for such a young squad as John said, the way they're showing maturity at such a young age and they're buying into this now. Um, he's getting the rub of the green now at last I'm more confident going into the Liverpool match <laughs> I, I know I'll be found out in a couple of weeks for saying that but I, I am I, I really am confident that I probably I don't see us getting a draw or victory there but I can see us keeping the score down and give, putting a good show on you know we will give a good account of ourselves rather than the last few occasions but um, 1-0 to the Arsenal never sounded so good on Sunday we we deserved that victory. Wofford didn't cause us any problems. So, uh, 11 games, 20 points, you can't complain. Um, Jonathan, 11 games and 20 points is <laughs> 70 plus points in the season if we keep that average up. That will land you somewhere, you know? Yeah. I definitely can see Champions League football. I can see four place. Oh, Jesus, would you, would, you, would, you, would you get a grip of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying this over. <laughs> You can see Champions League football every Tuesday and Wednesday night on Virgin Media. Um. I'm in a contextual agreement with RTA here, so I don't want Virgin <laughs> No, I can't see us pushing for Europe. I like the top four wouldn't fight me at the moment. They're having to the mix seasons themselves, you know. So you never know. You you know you never know where this season will end up. It's been a mad season already. So let's keep it going. That's my opinion, you know. And. Definitely Europe is on the cards anyway, whatever form it's in. Um, so as we head into the in- international break, it's the last one before the next one, I think, is in March. Uh, so we play a good chunk of the season between the Liverpool game up to mid-March, I think it is. Um, going to Eamon, your take on the first 11 games, Eamon. Well, you, what? Just, you, you just mentioned the international break and we've got three guys in the England squad. Because Smith Rowe was added today, um, we've got three guys, and we might just get a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more 
less of a rough time off officiating um, because for years when Spurs were the, the foundation of the England team, sure they could they could do what they liked. Um, I don't think it's, I think it's a good thing that we have a, a foundation of international footballers. I just think that first of all, I, I, my my biggest criticism of the team um, at the moment is that we don't create enough. You know, um, I think Watford were there to create more chances against. We didn't create a whole lot against Brighton. Um, we didn't create too much uh, against Leicester after the first 20 minutes. But, you know, that, I don't want to sound sour grapes because there's lots and lots of things that we are doing really well on the flip side. And we're, we're keeping clean sheets from time to time. Uh, we're not coughing up goals. I think um, the goals against Colin uh, in the last eight league games, um, is it eight now since the since the aberration at the start of the season? Yeah, the goals against Colin is four. Yeah, four goals. That's where you see the you big, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I don't want, I, I wouldn't like to be sounding you know um, uh, a, a bit kind of uh, mealy melted. Um, I, I think if we added creativity to the game, that we've got a really solid. Uh, and I don't think we'll roll over for teams. And the, you know when we go to Anfield, um, we have a habit of uh, when we play those type of teams. Of, of, of coughing up a goal in the first five, six minutes. You know, and we, we, if, 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 we avoid, if we can avoid that, you know. Um, I, th- I think we're capable of giving that. And we're capable of causing teams trouble, you know. So I'm, 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 I'm pleased. But um, equally, we've got, uh, I think it's uh, Liverpool away, Newcastle at home, Man United away. You wouldn't know who would be in charge of them. Yeah. Um, you know, uh that's a little, little difficult chunk of games, and then we're, we 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 we've a bit of open space after that. So you'd like to think by Christmas that we'd be in and around where we are now, and that would set the tone of the year um, nicely. I think. Yeah, this it's a uh, we play City New Year's Day at home, and Tottenham away is the next one after that. There's an FA Cup third round game just in between that. Um, yeah, to run up to Christmas, um, uh, it's Liverpool, Newcastle, United, Everton, Southampton, West Ham, Leeds, and Norwich. Yeah, that is a nice run of games. You know, um, obviously West Ham would be just one that I'd worry about there, but with it being at home, it wouldn't worry me as such. But you never know, and you don't know what injuries obviously coming up to that because there's a lot of games sandwiched in with, into each other. There's a Carabao. Quarterfinal against Sunderland in between the Leeds to Leeds Norwich game there too. The Norwich and actually sorry Wolves is at the end of the year, so there's there's less than a week between Norwich Wolves and City. So that's that's using that, that's on to use our squad to see what we have there. Um, John, what do you make of the first eleven games of the uh, of this chunk of the season? Why have you taken out of it? Before the Brentford game, I said the season's come two weeks too early for us because we didn't do anywhere near the transfer business where at that stage that we thought we'd do. Obviously, this the Brentford game, no one knew about the COVID delays uh, beforehand. It wasn't until after the game that came out. Um, the team against the Eat and apparently are playing a really good shelter to it. So it wasn't the it definitely wasn't out there as first, first choice 11 and any of those three games. Um, 
he's got his team together now. It's a very young side. I want to keep his feet on the ground. As Eamon says, they're showing a lot of good signs. Um, they're better organised. They're definitely fighting for each other. They're fighting for the coach. They're defensively seen much better organised than I've seen them in a long, long time. Um, still not scoring enough goals, but um, optimistic to see where we'll be at the end of the season. Well, where we want to be, we're challenging for a European spot. Um, the Liverpool game, we said it last week, that those, I mean, there's three sides are going to qualify for the Champions League. I think they're free hits. Go out and see what you can do with them. Everybody else, they're the games. They're the games we are going to want to pick up points. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, we'll see just how strong mentally this team is when they do eventually lose a game. Mm. And um, mm. then we'll see just how strong, you know, just how strong mentally they are and how together they are. But at the moment, you know, they've shown us, so they've shown us at least playing for each other. There's a team there. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really enjoying the defensive side of that at the moment. Um, yeah. and, I, and I'd love to see us create and score a few more goals. I think I, I think there's there's an awful lot, I think there's an awful lot of good creative players in this side. Yeah, you know the young side. I think they'll have, they'll have, they will, I think they will get better as the season goes on. The more time, more time Arteta gets with the coaches, the more time they actually play with each other. Um, but cautiously optimistic. Want to keep me feet on the ground. Don't want to get too carried away like some people. I mean, <laughs> I tell you. In terms of Tavares, he's keeping out Tierney at the moment, and that's that's great for that's a great I issue to have, you know, to competition. I think he'll be back with the Liverpool game. Tierney's yeah, named, named the break for the world. He's played every single minute for us, he's played every single minute for Scotland. Yeah, they never get to break. Um, I think he's probably needed these stuff. He's really expected to be back with the Liverpool game. Yeah, the stats so far, it's 14 scored. 14 conceded and nine of them conceded were in the first three games. So that shows in the last seven, seven, eight matches, we've only conceded to aim set four, which is you, you can see already. It's a solid, actually, the most professional thing is the defensive side. It's looking solid, you know, the Gabrielle and Wider, a good centre back pair. And we were saying that at the start of the season as well, that we did have good vibes that they would end up. You know, a good parent, and it's shown. Um, to you, Eamon, your standout summer signing so far of all the players that we signed, who has stood out the most for you? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know if there has to. I'm not sure it's a competition. Um, I mean, Ramsdale. Ramsdale has probably the one that we all thought would probably take the goods of the season to break into the team. And it's cemented his place very quickly. So that's very impressive. Uh, I like Ben White. You know, um, I like the way he, I like the way he addresses the ball coming out of defence. Uh, and there's a bit of a dog in him. You know, yeah. um, don't be put off by this kind of um, uh, nice boy look off. And there's a bit of a dog in him. Gabriel, uh, I think Gabriel kick his own grandmother. Um, <laughs> and, he, and he did a bit of that now at the weekend. He, he did, yeah. You know, he, he did. Gave as good as he got. Yeah. Um, so I'm very pleased with all the signings. I think Odegaard has probably been the one that hasn't ignited the way um, I'd like him to, but he's a good yeah. player. He'll, he'll, he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah he is, yeah. Quality, yeah. Um, 
John, who has stood out for you out of all the summer signings so far? Has anyone caught your eye? Like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I've seen from all of them. We, we know Odegaard is a good player. Um, Tavares has surprised me a little bit. I, um, I didn't think he'd be as good defensively as I've seen him. I know we haven't played, he hasn't played against any of the top sides yet, but he, he's, he really looks an exciting prospect. And he's the kind of player I wouldn't mind seeing playing alongside Tierney on the left-hand side. Um, you know, you know, standing behind him, him up front, that could give some right backs nightmares. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that might be something you know the coaches might look at. But um, yeah, Lacongas looked really good. Ben White has settled in permanently, and Ramsdale he doesn't look out of place at number one. And I was one of those who thought he could have gone better goalkeeper for the money we spent. But he's, you know, he's first few games he's looked superb. You can't really fault him too much. Um. Brilliant so far, and kudos to Edu and Arteta for picking these players out and getting them done. Tommy Asho again, a right back. He's been excellent defensively. He, he looks like a defender's defender. Yeah, yeah. he's faultless, isn't he? He's very, he's faultless. He, he's quiet, but he does it goes about his business. Yeah, so so consistently, so for so far, yeah. But of course, we're um, long, long time. We look a serious threat from set pieces as well. With the hoist we've got inside, from Ben White, from Gabriel, from Tommy yeah. Asho. Yeah. I'm happy when he's fit. We've got some serious hype in the side. So, yeah, it's, it's we can see the basis <laughs> of a good side. So it's just a case of keeping, keeping, yeah, keeping everyone level-headed. Don't get too carried away. There, yeah. I, I was getting a sense of optimism <laughs> there after and then he pulled back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see a five-nil or a four-four at Anfield again. <laughs> um, no, I. but I'd like to have some place. <laughs> like yeah, I can see a victory at Anfield. <laughs> That's how optimistic I am going into the uh, international break. <laughs> um, no, look, the my standout obviously is Aaron Ramsdale. I've been raving about him for for the last few weeks, but the price tag we paid I thought was a bit steep because I thought he was going to end up like another Pepe. But thirty million seems a snip so far, that, you know. But um, I I could quite liked him at Bournemouth and Sheffield United everyone thought it was Madden Moore when I said that but he kept them in games where they could have been hammered last year Sheffield United were abysmal but he, you can see why he was voted player of the season so and he's going the same way at this season for us I wouldn't be surprised if he gets that accolade as well and, and fair play to him for getting in the England team as well my brother said it there a couple of weeks ago I don't like Pickford at all um, he makes too many mistakes and he's a showboater I'd like to see Ramsey getting Actually, here's a question: That's do you think Ramsdale will get one into one of the two games that they're playing England over the next uh, few days? Do you think he could no. start? No, no. Do you not know? No, I, I, I think Gareth is a very conservative guy when it comes to team selections, and he'll go he'll go with the team that brought him to the Euro finals as, as close as possible. Yeah. Um, Smith Rowe has a chance of sneaking in ahead of Grealish. Really, he's not yeah. playing well at the moment. No, he's not really, no. Um, but, do, do you know, the other thing I, I, I noticed, particularly looking at the bench cam um, that they put up on the on, on the official website, there's a huge connectivity between the coaching staff. Yeah. There's a, there's a very heavy presence of them near the action, and they're all communicating with each other, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's something that I hadn't seen before. Um, 
Jesus, when when Unai was in charge, you know, uh, there was times when he'd sit down and, and with, with that Dracula type of look, and you you, you just know that he like maybe it was the language barrier or something. He said, "Whatever I'm saying here is not getting across." But there seems to be even when there's a small break in play, there's three or four players over at the sideline. There's three or four coaches out to them. You know, it's um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that actually. Yeah, a lot more activity. Yeah, um, is it Steve Round as his assistant? Is that Arteta's team? No, he has, he has a big team of coaches. Yeah, he's got a good team yeah. of coaches, though, hasn't he? They, they're very together. Yeah, they, they communicate quite a lot during the match, yeah. Um, they were all donkeys after three games, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Eamon was one of the Arteta out brigade, but look. Eamon was uh, saying he's not one of the Arteta. <laughs> no, just for the record, just for the record for um, the 150,000 listeners we have on this show, <laughs> I just want to make it clear um, no more than I'm getting carried away now. I was never Arteta. My take on Arteta is that guy is driven and he's going to succeed. And I prefer to be succeeded with us because he has an affiliation to our club. And I like that, you know. Yes. John. I was behind the goal the day on Easter Sunday when he scored the winner against Man City in a 1-0 yeah. win. Yeah. And uh, I could hear Joe Hart uh I was in the front row behind the goal and the ball nicked the post and you could hear Joe Hart going, oh, fuck. You know, <laughs> just as it went by him. It was that, I was that close to it. Because yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody expected Arteta to strike that one. But no. um, you, you, you could see the connection he had. He, he fell in love with the club and um, I, I, I'd, I'd like him to succeed as our manager because he's going to succeed somewhere, you know. Yeah, he's got the credentials of Guardiola, right? Yeah. He, he, he learned from the best there and you can see it's rubbing off. Uh, and he does lo- he loves he does love the club you know like he's an Everton legend as well but he, he definitely has an affiliation with her so he, he shows real heart and passion more than um, Emery ever done um, so we're fifth as it stands going into the international break with 20 points two off Liverpool and six off the top so considering where we were in August rock bottom I'll take that every day and it's great to see Spurs as well struggling as well so they were top the last time and we were bopping. So that shows where we've come in a short space of time. Um, Mind the gap. <laughs> Mind the gap. I can feel the title coming on. I can really feel it. <laughs> we're not far off, but I don't think... We could just get Peter Story out of retirement now. <laughs> uh, we, we'd have all, everything we need for the title. <laughs> if you listen to me, everything will be okay. <laughs> um. Is there anything else, lads, you'd like to add um, that you liked over the first half of the, or first towards of the season, really? Fans. I think the fans yeah. have bought into it, haven't they? The, house, the fans are just... Everything I'm, I'm hearing, everything I'm read, everything I'm saying, the fans are buying into this and there's a real connection with the fans and the players and it's, it's great to see that back. It's great. It's been a long time since we've had that kind of connectivity. It's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what it's like. I'm at the next home game, which is a Saturday morning game. Um, the last game I was at was a Friday night game, and the place was absolutely rocking. It was, it was like a concert. But um, we'll see what it's like on the Saturday morning now, um, the next home game. So That's uh, Newcastle, is it? Newcastle, right? yeah. yeah. Eddie Howe's first match in charge, yeah. That'd be a different Newcastle coming out that day, yeah. Uh, should be interesting, that game. Um, but we've had, have a great home record against Newcastle, so... <laughs> That could all change when Amy gets it. Off. Does anybody know? We were speaking about this last week. What? I, I, maybe I missed something. What happened to Emery to Newcastle? 
He turned it down, didn't he? Yeah. yeah I read that he turned it down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's I think the language barrier, yeah. Because I haven't a clue what the Newcastle people say. <laughs> all right there. <laughs> no, I'm glad he did because he's a, by all accounts, he's a decent man. Uh, and he's probably better coaching in Spain. Um, I just think the Premier League kind of mugged him a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I would have liked to see him stay a bit longer and be given a chance because we conceded a lot of goals, didn't we? We, shipped, we scored a lot, but we shipped a lot as well. Um, oh, we were in free fall when he got the bullet. We were yeah, in free fall. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't beat Villarreal in the semi. That's one that got away from us last year. It really is. Uh, I think if there was home support, we would have beaten them. You know, I really do believe that. Danny, <laughs> Eamon was one of the Arteta out that night as well. I never, never <laughs> uttered those words. How dare he say to me last week that I was one of them? I only backed her tether, hundred percent. I know Jan was as well. Who's good out? <laughs> um, yeah. So we reached the uh, international break. So um, and our fellow pundit here, Eamon, is on his international break as well. And Eamon, um, Fortaventura, I believe, is it? Fortaventura. Yeah. Here we go. We be midair. Jordan the Liverpool match, so <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know whether um I don't know whether I don't know which is worse, watching Arsenal at Anfield or being forty thousand feet in the air with Ryanair. It's still a the jury's out, you know. Bit of a toss for coin, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably stick your alerts off by the time you land, him <laughs> maybe leave for the next morning. <laughs> Get drunk first. Yeah. Um no, but it's been a solid um for select you know, obviously very August, but it's been a good um last eight games for us and I, I can only look forward to the Christmas period whatever that brings us um, of course Eamon won't be with us on next Tuesday show unfortunately but we'll have John back and Thomas Bodegar chairman of the Danish Arsenal Supporters Club um, so it'll be nice to have him on for um, a special preview of Liverpool where we go to our top five matches to, uh, from the time games at Anfield over the years so that should be another good one Um of course, you can catch our show, as I said, at this top of the show on Spotify now. And that'll be in the next half hour or so, and also on SoundCloud. So that's where you can catch our show. Um, I'd just like to thank John and Eamon. Thanks, lads, for tonight. No problem, Johnny. And until uh, we meet... No problem, Jonathan. <laughs> until we meet again next Tuesday, um, have a good weekend. We'll see you again. Take care. Okay.